songs unleashed. G'day everyone, my name's Robbie, I'm here with Dan, I'm here with Jane and we've got a very special guest to this, with us today, the amazing Tash Herman. Hello. Hello. Hey g'day, Tash. g'day. Good Hi. to see you. Yeah, Thanks Tash, some of you may recognise Tash from every fortnight on our Facebook Live mm-hmm. where she comes along and her and her lovely other half, Kent, are probably the first and the second people normally to jump online and say g'day. They're, they're certainly um, battling everyone else and sometimes I feel like you guys are battling yourself to see who can be, like jump on first and go, hi guys. They're what we call super fans. Yeah, yeah. used to just be Kent that got on and then he wouldn't let me comment on his account. Oh. So I had to... I, I use my iPhone on the oh. sideline, watch it on the TV. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you guys have sent me an image before. Like, you got a big 75-inch TV, and, like, yeah. my mullet's on there. I'm like, oh, just t- turn, no. I'm sorry, you're getting to see me so big. <laughs> so, so what do you do? So you get set up nice and early on a Wednesday night and go, all right. Starts at lunchtime on Wednesday. Axon, Axon's going live, and we put it up on the big screen TV. And Ken, Yeah, Kent, Kent has an alarm on his phone. Right. The alarm goes off and uh, hooks up the... Laptop to the TV. Wow. I have to have dinner cooked in time so that. So there's, so there's a whole preparation oh, ready man. for this evening, is there? I'm glad it's gone fortnightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it allows you to relax a little bit. So are we. <laughs> well, it pretty much coincided with when you guys actually moved into your new home because we were like, oh, well, Kent and Tash need to have some time to be able to unpack and let's give them an extra Wednesday night mm. every Thank two you weeks. For that. <laughs> so we've got heaps of awesome stuff to sort of discuss today. So um, Tash is going to talk about uh, what it's like being a military spouse. Mm-hmm. To the tune of a 30-odd years that Kent's done in the military yeah, now. 27, yeah. Yeah, close. Yeah, close, 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 close 27 is 30-odd in yeah. my... I know you're a school teacher as well, <laughs> so you're being very uh, very exact there. Yeah, And that'll be good. There'll no doubt be some absolute gems there for some of our listeners who are a military spouse. Or, indeed, if you're the military member, this will be great to be able to get inside mm. your head of mm. your spouse as well, to be able to learn what they're thinking, feeling and experiencing from another angle. As we said down at breakfast, Dan and I are like, well, we can't tell you what it's like to be a military spouse. That's And Jane, unfortunately, you I don't know either. what it's like either. I mean, no. you probably feel like you're one anyway. You've been sort of the, the, the work wife of Dan and I oh, yeah. for the last <laughs> three and a half years. It does get a bit that way. <laughs> but no, we're gonna, so we're going to talk about that stuff. We'll talk about you know your, your property journey as well. I know you guys have been successful from building a portfolio, growing your wealth, moving in your own brand new home. Where to from here? You know, you guys are like, what, late mid to late 40s? Yep. Can I group you together in that conversation-ish? Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> normally, normally I'm saying to Dan, I'm like, you know, it's about our age. And he's like, don't fucking group me together in your age. I'm not in your age, mate. No. Even though the noggin's thinning, you have got well and truly advanced years on me. Yeah. Yeah, de- definitely I'm in the same age as you, um, Robbie. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> I thought you were going to drag yourself. I was like, Tash, Tash careful where you on, go. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, I know that people are listening on a podcast, they can't see you. But for those watching us on YouTube, they can see you. They're like... Yes, Robbie, so that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, we've got. Say, <laughs> just be very careful I where am, you go I, with this. Hey, this now. is my podcast. I can say whatever <laughs> I want. Um, and of course, we've got Jane here with us as well. So, you know, you've basically been involved in building a couple of houses now for Kent and Tash. So, uh-huh. it'll mm-hmm. give uh, everyone a, a real time insight into what your experience was was like that as well. Sure. So, yeah, start us off, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was. It was really important for us to make sure we had Jane here during this session as well because you ca- you guys actually share a very unique relationship i suppose jane having taken you through and it's it's no longer like a really a professional relationship although there's that element there no, but no. <laughs> you kind of become part of the framework and sort of yeah. you're part of the part of the family in the truest sense yeah. Tash, from that yeah, perspective de- definitely. so yeah. so 
let's backpedal 30 odd years and like let's go back and talk about you tash like where does the story of tash start where did you grow up like what what was childhood like for you as well uh, so I grew up um, in Aubrey Wodonga, a uh, big family in Aubrey Wodonga. Uh, it's How also big? big. Uh, my mum's from a family of around 13. <laughs> around, <laughs> around 13. <laughs> <laughs> How, has there been something happened? Like normally it's a bit more of a precise number than that. Uh, um, yes, there is. Uh, around 13. A, yeah, there's okay, been a couple enough. of passing. I, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, but there was 13. There, yeah, there was 13. <laughs> yeah, uh, so um, it's a big family um, and Aubrey Wodonga is a pretty big um, military sh- town. Uh, didn't have anything to do with anyone in the military, although my dad uh, was a Vietnam vet. Um, right. But, of course, as a Vietnam vet and as a Nasho, he didn't... Um, yeah. Mouth shut. Yeah, didn't talk about it. Really um, didn't acknowledge it probably until we were in our... My sister and I were in our teens. Uh, that mm. was when the Welcome Home yeah. Parade happened. So, yeah. yeah. So, we didn't really have anything to do with defence at all. Um but we lived in a big military town. Yeah. There, so. how, just out of curiosity, how did that, I suppose, affect you or what were you thinking when you're like, hey, we know like, that we've got a Vietnam vet in the family here, but they never speak about it. Like what was going through your mind when that sort of stuff came up? Um, I guess you probably don't link um, some of the issues that my dad had. Um, my, there was a girl that I went to school with um, who her father was also a Vietnam vet and we often used to sleep over at each other's, you know, as you do teenage girls and mm-hmm. you know um it was interesting because she was probably one of the only ones who i'd invite to my house um because you know the consequences of a vietnam veteran father with undiagnosed ptsd um meant that she understood um she understood what it was going to be like and how volatile things can be um it was also pretty volatile at her place um I invite other friends over and it you know, they, they kind of didn't really they understand. They didn't get it. Mm. They just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, we probably didn't get it, um, in honesty, because we didn't know about it. It wasn't really talked about um, in terms of PTSD like um, like it is now. Like yeah. it's recognised now. Um, it wasn't back then, mm. you know. Um, so it is what it is. And um, yeah, It yeah. was just one of those things back then. That it was yeah. just like, oh, well, you just get on with life. And yeah. you don't really have that sort of level of recognition that's available, no, certainly, we, we in the modern environment. we knew it was different, but we probably... We didn't know why it was different. You know, we knew that Dad had been to Vietnam. Uh, we knew that he didn't talk about it. But there just wasn't that linkage between mm. why why are things like they are at home um, with Dad. Yeah, okay. um, And it wasn't until probably our mid to late teens that we, my sister and I, started to have some recognition, some things, some big uh, things happened for my dad, um, which were not necessarily great, but... Um, yeah, at that at that stage, we were sort of brought into you know counselling and and all the services you know the Vietnam veterans counselling and um, that was when we started to make linkages and understand what was actually what was going on. Mm, great, it's so much better now. So I'm very very happy to report. Yeah, yeah, yeah so completely different. Um, completely different. You know, um, my sister ended up joining the military. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. What did yes. she do? Uh, so she was in as a pay clerk um, to start with. Yeah, All right. very um, important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone and wants leave. Everyone yeah. wants pay. Yeah, yep. 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 correct. Yeah. So she joined after um, she she'd met a fellow who was in the in the military, and she joined after that. Um, she did go overseas, um, and she had some pretty big things happen while she was overseas, and some of the activities that she was involved in while she was over there. You know, we're super proud of her, um, but um, I guess we saw signs then when she came home. Um, of PTSD and I guess having been in that um, we we found out afterwards it's probably more likely 
um, that you also will suffer from PTSD in a circumstance like that when you are the child of somebody who yeah, um, right. has PTSD. Yeah, right. yep. So it's certainly definitely mm. the, the services that are around, you know, they were better for my sister than they were for my dad, but they still weren't great for my sister. Mm. Um, you know, and so... What year was that? When did she join? When did she get out? Oh, look, I couldn't tell you when she joined... Um, She's been out now probably eight years or so. Okay. Um, Relatively same recent year. then, yeah. Yeah, same yeah. Yeah. recent. 2013 I got out, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so really a, a lot of the time back then it was, you know, there's medical just, just you know, you weren't right. Mm. Yeah. You came home and you weren't right. I still very much remember, it's what I'm talking to my psychiatrist about now. He's like, why haven't you passed on all this stuff? I'm like, mate, if I had said what I'm saying to you right now, I would have been put off to the sidelines and benched and not had anything to do with anyone and probably med- medically discharged. I'm like, and of course, I'm like, it, it was a no-go zone back then. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm only talking eight years ago, and I know I understand it's way, way better now. But, yeah, but um, there's, there's still, and this is just having spoken to a client as recently as yesterday. Yep, I remember. was was fearful of being able to stand up and go, hey, I've probably got some PTSD issues, issues here. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to speak to someone. And he, just, he just didn't feel comfortable while being within the system. Mm-hmm didn't feel supported he didn't feel enabled to go and have that conversation so it's i think it's really important that we i didn't know that this was where the conversation was going to go this morning we never do but (laughs) but it's really important that we're having an open and transparent conversation about it the fact that i mean your your dad had some issues your now sister has had some issues robbie you're talking about the fact that you're speaking to someone at the moment like it's a very relevant thing that it's just demonstrating that it can affect all of us, mm. whether you are the child of a person suffering from PTSD or it's you yourself. Like the tentacles are long and they're going to be able to reach you wherever you are. So it's something we should be very comfortable in speaking about. And everyone's very different. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's like Jane. You'll probably get PTSD after hanging out with us for another three and a half years <laughs> Too <late>. in another <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Too late. No, it's something that I've really come to understand though, and and learn a lot more about because I've always understood the way the brain works and and a lot about mental health and and whilst it's never really been in my opinion a massive issue for me, it's something that I've definitely come into contact with now. You know, through a lot of clients and even the guys at work. You know, it's something that. Um, I'm very mindful of and it's and I'm really happy to to know that there are this you know support networks out there now and also I've got a friend in America whose husband's in the military over there and he's very similar like he's seen some horrible things and I've heard some horrible stories but he won't put his hand up and say he's got these problems and these things in his head for the same reason there's that stigma about it he will one day yeah, it'll get Actually to a choice whereby to. your quality of yeah. life gets affected, like what yeah. happened to me over the last six months. I'm like, I need to get this fixed because yeah. I'm not enjoying yeah. being here right now. <laughs> so and, and certainly, that's that, I guess my sister sought treatment um, because because of what happened with dad. Like, dad didn't mm-hmm. talk about it, and you know, when after they had the welcome home parade, it was a couple of years after that, things just bubbled and and things went drastically wrong. Um, you know, and and so we see or we saw in our family what it was like to just hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it. Um, you know, the volcano erupted yeah. and mm. it erupted and destroyed lots of things at that yeah. point. So, so what did the family say when you and Kent linked up then? So you <laughs> you ended up meeting a guy in the army. Yeah, so I wasn't. Uh, tell us that story. No, yeah, tell us yeah. tell us the story of Kent. And Let's Dash, try and yeah. keep it PG because we know that there's there's a, there's only PG listeners in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> so Kent, um, Kent was on the course uh, down at Albury Wodonga with um, my brother-in-law, or who 
the fellow who would become my brother-in-law. All right. Um, <laughs> and he and um, my brother-in-law were – they were all being posted up to Brisbane, so they were doing a bit of negotiating at our my mum's house um, as to who was going to cart some things. Um, Kent needed some – uh, tires for a car actually towed up in a trailer and so there was some negotiating on who who could take what in which cars and, and how it was all going to happen um so I happened to be dropping off my son uh for my mum to look after at the time so I could head off to a netball game an indoor netball game and so I was in my very attractive indoor <laughs> netball gear you <laughs> saw this strapping strapping yeah. young army lad there in the in no, the house I think I much ignored him oh. <laughs> um, but it was I guess because it, he was coming over quite a bit at that stage um you know I, I went out with my you know my sister and my brother-in-law were leaving so we'd been out for a couple of times to, uh, to dinner uh Kent sort of was there as well um and we just got talking um and I guess you couldn't really say we were in a relationship when he left um but I guess the relationship developed um they were what, both what year was this uh, so I'm probably talking 1993, 94. Right. So yeah. no internet, no Tinder, no Facebook, none, no. none of that. So it was we, just normal, we, like ac- actual, um, genuine interaction. They did not people. need Tinder, mate. Yeah, no. that's true. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, no, we we wrote letters. We did actually write letters to each other. Um, we also helped to increase the Telstra stock uh, significantly oh, during oh, that time. Plenty of time on the <laughs> that phone. Time, yeah. Uh, monthly bills that were horrendous. Hundreds oh, of dollars, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was, no, um, no unlimited plans. No, 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 no. none of that. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, but um, I used to come up and uh, visit my sister, stay at my sister's place in, in Brisbane, and obviously see Kent. And it just developed o- over time. Um, you know, eventually he, he coursed again down near Tawaga, Um he needed to, to change his uh, course, or he'd, he'd wanted to do that aviation course. Yep. Um, and so we were really only about 40-minute drive, so he used to come down then and stay on weekends. Um, so this sort of went on for a couple of years um, before, obviously, we decided that maybe we should uh, – we actually like each other. And we we developed actually quite a – I think it, it was good because we were friends first. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And we really – we had to learn to communicate um, yep. very early on because the, the relationship would have – wouldn't have developed, it would have yeah. just dwindled. Um, I can still see that with you guys, getting to know you the way that I have. Like I can see that deep friendship that you have and it's actually a really admirable thing. Like oh, it's a lot, of, a lot of couples I, I know do not have that and you guys are just, yeah. Especially for people that met quite young mm, and now fast absolutely. forward 25, 30 years, you still got that yeah. respect and admiration yeah. for each other. It is very difficult, very unique to come yeah. by. Yeah, It Agreed. certainly is, mm. yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, um, D- Dan, can you maybe just explain to our listeners, like you know a lot about Ken's background and you've got a Ramey background as well. So just who, who, who is this gentleman we're speaking of? Oh, Put it in, in layman's the terms. The man, the myth, the legend. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so I suppose Kent would have been, so you said he went through the Appy School. So Yeah, he went through Appy School. So for those Ramey Mafia that? type out there. So um, the way that it used to occur is there was a full-on apprentice trade training school centre right. down in Aubrey Wodonga. And what they'd do is relatively young gentlemen would come and they'd live on base and they would get their trade as well as doing sort of their military training at the same no time. No girls involved at this day? Like, get guys no, only? Guys uh, are, oh. No, I think there was a couple, yeah. but not very many. It okay. was not very sure, many. Sure. Like, yeah. this, is, this is in the bad old days and Kent might not have been quite in yet, but like... The young tradies would use their skills either for good or for evil in the local area, whether that be cars disappearing off the side of the road and getting mm. deconstructed underneath the barracks buildings and stuff like that. Oh. So it was a, it was 
very much in trend with the Raimi Mafia back in those days mm. to make sure that everyone was looked after and everyone had beer tickets from that perspective. But they'd go off and they'd do their trade training and then eventually after that they'd move across into um, the trade training centre, I think, was just yeah. up the road at Bonnie at that point in time. So Latchford is slightly over towards the, the dam the da- or the weir. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Bonnie Giller's back towards the town. Wodonga. Yeah, yeah Wodonga, Wodonga sort of area. So this is when people go and they now specialise into a certain trade, like a certain yeah. um, and I think technical expertise. Kent would have been back in the days of going doing radio mech type stuff. Yeah, so I think a true, true blue boffin from that yeah. perspective. Right. Big, okay. big brain kind of guys that um, getting all to the all the wires and the programming and everything like that these days. So yeah. that was his background. But Tash, you were saying earlier that he actually wanted to go into aviation space from really early on in the days. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not 100% certain on the story behind it, but my, my understanding was that he was keen in this aviation area and that, you know, when you sign up, I'm, I'm sure the recruitment centres sort of promise you certain things and um, there was this suggestion, my understanding of the story is that you know, he he went through as an apprentice, and then he could he could um, career path into this. Yep. But each time he sort of finished at one place, supposedly that had moved from oh. there and moved on and, and moved on. And the next place would allow him to go and change. Yes, correct. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Just all you need to do is get your foot in the door, and then you can change over yeah. when you get there. And it's that time never comes. It's still a really typical thing. And and like, we're I'll talking about a guy who's a very senior woe one now. So let's just put that in context. So Ken's still serving yes. and still happily serving, yep. and and uh, you know risen to the absolute top of his trade. Yes. So you know for for the the young the young crafties that you know that may or may not be listening, this is a great look into the future. Quite yeah. frankly, so. It happened to all of those boy ones as well. It's yep. going to happen to you as well. So yep. you might as well just get used to it. That's yep. the army. Yep. And so he, he once he'd finished his training, I understand he had to do um, 12 months sort of on-job stuff up here in Brisbane. That's what uh, he and my as brother... As an budget. yep. Yeah, that's what he and my... Um, I don't know what you're On-the-job training, odgets. Okay, got yep. it. Uh, so that's what he and my brother-in-law came up to Brisbane for. Um, and they did that 12 months and he was then posted to um, Townsville and I think he he really only did about six weeks there before he was then recoursed, I don't yeah. know what the, yeah, um, so down to Wagga. Uh, so it, it's not um, at the army base, it's actually yeah, on the RAF, the RAF base, RAF base. There, So he's getting retrained, re-specialised yeah. across here. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about aviation, uh, sorry, aviation electronics, then that, that's the school of it down there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah pretty cool. Yep, yep, so that's where that, – and I think he spent about 18 months down there. Yep. Um, yeah, before we then end up back out at, um, at Oki. Oh. This was the real start okay. of your sort of married – like not married separated, but certainly that you were spending significant time away from each other early. Yes, and right, that's, right, right from word go. And that's been maintained pretty much the whole way through. Yeah, as a give, give or take. Enough. There's been a fair bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was the Wagga – the window where he went and did his um, specialisation in Wagga was really the time that you guys took off. Yes. And then you left – Correct me if I'm wrong. You left Albury with him to go to his next posting. Uh, yeah. So when we uh, when he finished his course there, he was posted to Oki. Um, so we moved up to Toowoomba, and that was that was when I moved with him. So we we got engaged, and I don't know, we got married in the in the April or something, um, just after he'd been posted up here, and that was in ninety yeah. eight. Yeah. Okay. Ninety eight. And tell just let's just um, take a tangent quickly. Tell us about your teaching career. Because that would have been blossoming at the same time. No, no not yet. Not okay, all. right, right. Um, no, so I'm, I've only been teaching for seven years. Um, so I started out just working in admin and finance, um, and I, I guess I, I continued training, and you know I, I've got diploma in um, project management, and and the, so the fields that I worked in, um, you know, I sort of did additional training to make me more employable. Um, once Kent and I had sort of 
you know, decided to get married, we, we knew, or I knew, it, it was going to mean moving around. You were following him around. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Sound familiar, ladies and gents? Yeah. Yes. And, and I guess, it, you know, I know some people don't don't necessarily like that, but the primary career here was Kent's, um, let's be honest, and um, we always intended to have children and we always intended for me to take some amount of time off when I'd had those children. Um and, and we we didn't mind the moving around, I guess. You know, we, we see the moving around as a bit of an opportunity, really. Yeah. Um, and, and it's led us to some amazing places. We've got to see many amazing things that we would never have um, booked as a holiday, I guess. How many moves have you ended up doing all um, up? Do you know? Count them? Try it. 17. Seven, <laughs> around wow. 17? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, you know, there's some, there's some fantastic things that we've done um, all over Australia. Um, we've lived in South Australia in Adelaide. We've we've done a lot of time up in Darwin. We've done the Oaky Darwin Shuffle a few times. Yeah. <laughs> the bounce up and down. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell us about Darwin. Like, did you? Because it's a unique experience. I tell you, you didn't do any Darwin time Sounds apart, well apart from coming to visit us for mm-hmm. a couple of cheeky beverages on a weekend occasionally. Yeah. I went to but Darwin probably twenty times. Yeah, in and out. Yeah, so yeah. I, did, I did a few years there. But what, what was your experience? And did you do a just as you and Kent, and then as a family as well, or sort of just um, do the breakdown there. Yes, yeah, so we we've had uh, three turns around in Darwin. Yep. Um, our first go uh, up there, it was amazing. Uh, we lived on the RAF base, um, so we lived there for seven years. Um, and the RAF wow. base environment um, for a young family was just was was wonderful. So you already had the family when you went uh, up there? Yeah, because we'd, we'd gone from Oakey to Adelaide. We'd been yep. in Adelaide for three years. Um, so we'd had, um, when we went to Oakey, we had our, our middle child um, and then we had our youngest when we were in Adelaide. So she was a toddler when we went up there. But um, by the time the kids end up in school, you know, seven years of living in one location and all the kids sort of all attended pretty much the same school, caught the same bus to school. So you could just let your kids, you know, Probably going. a bit negligent now, but um, <laughs> as a teacher, um, but let, yeah, let them roam the streets. Yeah, of the, but like the, the group was, you know, that was tw- just the days back then, that's though. Right, but yep. it was like 20, 30 kids, and whilst a lot of people didn't realise that the RAF base wasn't closed off, the the housing part you could just anyone could get into, but there was a big fence, so the kids couldn't really get into too much trouble. And there was a group of probably twenty or thirty of them, and they get on their bikes and they ride down the the park, and you'd end up with twenty kids on your back veranda. Um, stealing all of the <laughs> ice blocks out of the uh, um, drinks yeah. fridge outside. It's that proper Aussie outdoor <laughs> life. Great. No internet, they, no yeah. Xbox, none of that stuff no. back then. They actually, right. they're out there doing shit. Do, yeah, oh, and then that. they'd yeah, roll so, from house yeah. to house and, and clear, clear know, out the ice block fridge. Yeah, ice block and sandwiches at someone else's house and drink somewhere else. And yeah, they had a great time. I still remember doing that when I was a kid. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great way to live, isn't yeah, it? It was perfect for yeah, them. I don't know, so. Jane, you really encourage your you know your kids to do that as well. Absolutely. Out on the farm. Yeah, out on the farm. That's right. That's right. I'm definitely not a helicopter parent, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and, but I think I think the RAF base itself is um, like it was the right environment for them. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, you probably wouldn't do that just out in suburbia. Um, mm. You know, when you mixed in with everything else, you know, every everyone else, and yeah. you know, yeah. the community bit more unknown out yeah. in the yeah, general absolutely. Yeah. So that's rotation one. So uh, rotation one, seven years living on RAF base. Yep. So we end up back uh, in Oki. Uh, we then went back uh, for what we thought was three years, um, and that was cut short. We've had a few postings for Kent, fortunately being promoted, um, and our postings have been cut short. Um, our shortest notice was about three weeks to move uh, to wow. Darwin. <laughs> that freaks um, me out. Yeah, you just, well, you got to do toll, it, don't you? Toll comes in and moves, right. pick, packs up your house, yeah. and away do you, you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So the second time round, uh, we lived um, over near the hospital. So the, the RAF base at that stage was being um, decommissioned. So many of the houses had been torn down. Um, the house that we had been living in previously hadn't been torn down, but you know they they were doing so much work there that they the houses. See construction zone. The kids yeah. would have loved the construction zone, though. Well, they would have, but yeah, they <laughs> weren't allowed in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, we went when when we went back. We had two years living in um, Lyons, yep. uh, and Lyons is built a lot like. Southern estates are built where you can just about hear your next door neighbour taking a wee yep. in the morning. Um, they're really close. Not a great style of housing uh, for Darwin. You know, raft based yeah. houses were all two story. You know, um, you got well a lot suited, of ventilation. Well suited to the environment. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, not great the second time round. Um, and then was that a quick stint though? Yeah, it was cut short. We're back to to Oki. Um, so we we did two years for that. Okay. And then what's we Ken Bonnow, a sergeant warrant officer? Uh, I think there was a warrant officer around yep. there. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Because. He'd gone and done his um, sub four in so as um, for the Kent's trade. Yep. Um, not all of them, um, but his sub four required six months down in Melbourne um, at yeah. RMIT, and then they come. It's back. a long stint down there. Yeah, and then they come back, and I do three or four months maybe yep. um, at Oki doing some OJT as well. Yep. Um, and then yeah, he he got his promotion after that. So just quickly, had you guys started thinking about your financial future by now? Had you bought a house yet? Because so, yeah. so we'd actually started. Let's try and weave that in. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we'd started way back um, on our first go at Oki. So once we'd moved up here and um, we got married, we'd had our had our daughter. Um, during that time. Um, Kent was, I guess, at a unit, I think, I want to say 171 maybe, um, and they were flying um, or they were doing a lot of work uh, in PNG um, oh. over in Bougainville. Yep. So I think uh, the the it was just peacekeeping over there um, and the time frames over there, maybe about three months each, each go. Um, but I think Kent did maybe th- two or three rounds rotations. of that. Rotations. Yeah. Um, but they also used to do helicopter changeovers. Um, they used to... So spend a lot of time popping in and out of the country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and those rotations would be, you know, like seven to ten days or something. Like, or, you know, they'd have to sort of go via Townsville. And then, but they had the big orange Jaffa helicopters um, over there. They're all painted, painted orange. And, um, and that was back at a time, again, not great internet. Um, we had... Um, we had email, um, yep. but the email wouldn't go through instantly. So you could send an email and it might take 45 minutes for the email to arrive <laughs> for Ken. They had very limited... <laughs> like, oh, she's just emailed me. I'll get back to her right away. She'll <laughs> still be there yeah. two days later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, this is going to sound weird. Um, the best way to communicate was that we all had to set up RSVP accounts. Oh, that's you know, oh. The, the dating <laughs> app. So we all set I didn't up think we were going towards Tinder or dating Looks accounts like today, but here we yeah, are. Yeah, so here we are. Uh, RSVP accounts we all had, and so you'd you'd tee up a time that you would log on oh together, God, and then so you fun. could you had to wait. Everyone was in like just a big joint room where you could you know communicate with anybody who was in the room that you know, um, and so you'd have to wait till they get on, and then you invite them to a private room. So then I guess it worked a little bit like an instant messenger service, but yeah. because of I guess securities and things, they weren't allowed to. Use, you know, I think they they did have um, MSN Messenger, but they weren't allowed to use that while they were over there. But they could so use, use RSVP.com. So, <laughs> so the only way around it somehow. Uh, look, I, I don't Who know how this that works. Uh, no, I don't know, but the first one, one of the boys, one of the boys, who was on yeah, RSVP. Can't let me know. Uh, so you just need to get onto RSVP and set up an account. What? 
I'm yeah. not looking for <laughs> Why do you have an account? This out? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Um, but it was good. You know, you could then – you could message each other um, because, you know, your, your phone call would be 10 minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes or something like that once a week on the sat phone. Um, and, you know, that was – awful experience because you sort of hear the echo about three times before you could respond back to the person. Yep. Yeah. That is, that is yep. something you need to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he would have got some like quick little injections of cash. Lots of injections of cash with that. Yeah. Um, we thought we were riding pretty with that uh, injection of cash. Cash, we'd, uh, having worked in finance, I was like, yeah, you know, this is what we need to do. We'd researched it. Um, we're pretty happy with going with something negative gearing because we knew we were looking to move around. So we didn't want to buy something that we'd have to sell and then we have to buy again and we sell again. And whilst Defence has got systems set up around that, oh, it just it seemed like a lot of work, to be honest. Um, so we happened to come down to Forest Lake Frost Lake was not yet developed. I was going to say, that must have been really early days. Very early days. Very, very early days. When it was the middle of nowhere. Yep. Um, Like Springfield Lakes hadn't even started. No, no. And after we had our house, Springfield Lakes was considered the poor man's. Of course. uh, Like too far out. Too far out. Yep. Yep. Yep, That's right. (laughs) Look down my nose right now. So so we went out... um, and we thought, right, we're just going to buy this house. We're going to build a house. So we went through a builder, uh, appealed to mum, dad, 2.4 kids, you know, this middle of the market, this yep. is how we, we're going to do this. Uh, and then we went down to the builder and that was way out of our budget, yeah. like drastically. Right. Uh, so what we got was a little cottage block <laughs> um, with this little two-and-a-half bedroom place. Um, doesn't even have a lock-up garage. Um I think land and house build cost us $112,000. Wow. Ooh. And like we thought we had enough money to get into something pretty substantial. Mm. And no, 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 we were kidding ourselves. Um, anyway. The interest rates were really high back mm, then. We were correct. talking still like maybe early 2000s. Yes. Are we? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, about 2000. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So um, we, we got what we got. Do you know what I mean? We weren't unhappy about it. Um, it was a lot of work. Uh, a lot of work, particularly because Kent was away for a vast majority of it. Um, this was so an older again, property. No, no, no. no. We, we, we built. built oh, right. It's ended yeah. up ended up building, but a smaller one. Yeah, okay. much smaller. Right. Um, it, part of that was I'd done done a fair bit of research around negative gearing, so um, it didn't have a trendy name then for us on this rent vesting. Uh, but we we. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows about it now. And to, um, to this day, people some people don't know what that means. No. So mm. when you said it, I was like, oh, that's a perfect name for it. Um, we we'd actually sat down and calculated, you know, nerdy finance person in me. Oh, don't I'm, worry. I can't I'm, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm really impressed by it. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Whipped out an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Now <laughs> you're speaking my language. Yep. Uh, and we'd calculated that um, even the money that we were spending at that point on – our DHA rental, um, compared to what we were able to write off and what we were able to claim, um, we were better to sit in a defence house um, mm. compared to what we would have been able to rent anyway and, and the, the cost of, of renting. Um, it was better for us to do it, to, to buy an investment property, than yep. it was to to try mm. and buy our own. And had the tenant and the tax man pay that off Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. So, yep. that, we, so we were probably, mm, I'm going to say... Late twenties, twenty seven ish, twenty eight ish, maybe when we when we got that Jumped house into the market. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I was Good. pregnant with Jordan. Um, actually, it must have been a little bit before that. She was she was born in ninety nine. Um, and it was a lot of work. 
Yeah, so you're you're doing the build with I, the builder. With the builder, so like I'm not travel- actually out there. Laying no, the bricks, no, no, no. But, but I, I'm traveling down. You know, every couple of weeks. Um, you're living up in Toowoomba still. Living in Toowoomba. Yep. Uh, Kent was away a fair bit of this. Um, I wow. was having to do, um, you know, deciding on things because there was no sending pictures to him and going, "What color would you like? What yes. you know? What wow, yeah, you know? Yeah, it, it's not not organized the way um, the Axon ones are done. Um, so yeah, it was it was a fair bit of work to to do. Um, but we, we got it and you know we're, we're happy with it and um you know it, looking back now it's been our little gold mine mm. um yeah. do you know what i mean that, uh, that one's still sitting in your portfolio it's actually sitting it? in our portfolio mm. um and without saying how much it's valued at now we are aware that we're looking at in excess of sixty five thousand in capital gains tax if we sell it right um that's how much it's appreciated um over over time so you know it's yeah. But, cool. you know... Um, you can well, wait. Yeah, whilst I'm sad that if I had to sell it and give the tax man that, it, it has helped us to get, to to get into yep. the additional properties that we've got mm. um, along the way. Brilliant. So, yeah. So would you say you effectively tried to get into the market as soon as you possibly could? Absolutely. Like, um, we had, um, as most people do, you know, families sort of, you know, you, you know, they bought a house when they were young and paid off your house over 30 years. Um, oh, even back – so oh. even back in the early – or late 90s, yeah, yeah, mum that and was dad are saying, do it the way I did it. Yeah, yeah, buy you need house, to buy a house. You know, yeah, that, and that, that – because that's, that's what the that's what the Australian dream was, you know, mm. own your own piece. And, and it was our dream. It still is. And, you know, I guess it's everyone's dream uh, to own something that is yours. And fair enough too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. There's just a few different ways about how to get there. Exactly. <laughs> so we – the, the trouble for us, though, was that we could see how much the market fluctuated, you know, in just the short time that we had been looking. Um, and we, we didn't want to be put in a situation of we, we'd we moved, you know, to a new location and um, we'd have to sell and we might not be selling at the right time. We might be losing money on something. Um, so for us, buying our own property just didn't make sense. Mm. Um, we wanted to get into the market, but of course, at that stage, you know, the the big thing for negative gearing was you keep the property for eight years, eight years sell it, you know, that's You're it, right. keep it for eight years and it's gone. Well, that property is now twenty two years mm. old. Our daughter's twenty two. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's still we we didn't get rid of it because it it was doing too well. Um, yeah. Good decision. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, but. but- so that was number one, number one property, yep. and then you're doing the Darwin Oakey, Darwin Oakey, Darwin Oakey shuffle. Yep, and then while Kent was in Darwin, he had another round of peacekeeping, uh, so he went over to Timor. Um, so there was another quick injection <laughs> of money, and it wasn't that we weren't saving money, but you know we're a young family. Um, it's hard to save money as a young family. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Ki- kids in childcare, you know, five hundred bucks a week. In you, you were maintaining your work though. Uh, yep. Yeah, generally, yeah. I mean. I, I tried very hard to keep employable so that each time we moved. Um, there were times, particularly in Darwin, where I cut back to four days a week. Um, Darwin oh, that's was fine. Oh, yeah. I cut back. I thought you yeah. were going to say like to, to two, two days, days a week. week. No, like, no, no, no. And that and still would have been okay. It's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess like at one point with childcare and everything else, it, I was only bringing in something like $130 more a week mm-hmm. than if I was going to say, you would have run the numbers and you would have we gone, did. well, I can stay at home with the kids and it'll cost me this much. Mm-hmm. Or I can yeah. go and do this and it'll yeah, cost and, me and this much. And that's exactly what we did. And $130, like someone like, oh, it's not worth going out to work for four days. for, But $130 in my pocket. 
It's better than kicking the teeth. Yeah. In my pocket. And you're being able to engage yeah. with others and you keep motivated and you're being employable and yeah. you're not just sitting at home. Maintaining a set of skills so the next time you go and you post yep. again, then you're yeah. getting baby brain and, you know, yep. it's so long. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's, it's yeah. so much more than just the monetary aspect. Oh, I absolutely. Find as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think particularly because being in Darwin and, and especially the first seven years that we were there, the unit is so active. Um, so if they're not away... On a, on a deployment as such, uh, they were off, you know, exercising. Practicing. Yeah. That's, practicing. All, that's yeah. all Darwin is about. Like, yeah. it's a very high readiness it's brigade. It's centered around that. Like, I remember being up there, we'd probably spend six to nine months of the year outfield mm. on activities. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so she yeah. ain't she ain't a lifestyle posting up there. Like oh, it no. is, but it's not. Oh, you, <laughs> like you know, when everyone's back in town and the pubs are absolutely roaring because everyone's back in town. And Darwin was roaring back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's great. It, it's a great lifestyle. Um, I, I know before we actually moved there, lots of people were, you know, gonna hate it. It's so terrible. Um, it's so hot. You, you just sort of ask oh, them, I loved like. It. You, well, you've been there? Yeah. Oh, no, but I've just heard how terrible it is, you know. Um, Thanks, champ. <laughs> Thanks, champ. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So I was really I was really dreading it. But when you go up there, the winter time is not winter. Like, it's just the dry season. And mm. so it's like perfect perfect summer down here. No rain. You can plan things on weekends. You know it's not going to rain. Mm. Um, and even in the build-up and the wet season, um, as long as you can get some relief with some air conditioning here and there, which when you're working – that, you're in air conditioning. You're in yep. air conditioning. Um, but the kids used to, you know, a storm would come. I, the kids would be stripping off their clothes and running in the backyard. It, is, it was just, reliable just, during yeah. the build-up. It's like, all right, storm time. Boom. Yeah. Yep. Storms, cools down, move yeah, on. it was great. So. As we're speaking to you now in late September, that's pretty much what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we we had more injection of cash. We This was around – we'd sort of saved the money. We'd, we'd looked at where we were going to go with this um, and we – we kind of got roped into a spruker uh, in Darwin. So this second property didn't go quite as well as we – like our first one was brilliant, second one not as great. Tell us about that. I, have, I haven't heard you use that term before. So roped in by a spruker in Darwin, but you didn't buy in Darwin then, did you? No, no, no. Yeah, so, so tell us how – because this this is going to resonate with a lot of people because yeah. you are not, not the Lone Ranger here. No, no, no. So, so we had this money. We'd been saving, um, plus we'd had this – injection of funds um and we knew we needed to get into something you know um not to be not to put it down or on it but our first property was getting to a point where we were no longer um negatively geared cash positive um we were moving into a space where we were going to actually be everything positive um which would then mean the point is we're going to then be paying tax on that. Um, and we bought that property to help to reduce some mm. of the tax tax that we were spending. Um, so they had this investment you know, seminar, one of the big motel, hotels. And so someone on. from down south had come down up? Down south come up. Be, right. you know, be, well, we didn't know that. It was just a, an investment thing that was there. We thought, oh, we'll go along and have a little bit of a look. You know, they, they had all the, the flashy brochures and they told us about the area. So we actually bought in Holmview. Um, and on the spot? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Um, we we did go. They was holding a f- few of them. Um, so we went back a couple of times. Um, we did look at a few different options, and this was around the time that Kent had also been. Oh, he was going off to do um, his um, course uh, sub four down in Melbourne. Yep. So as the build was going to happen, he would actually be an Oki. So he was juggling at that stage doing his OJT stuff yep. that he needed for his um, 
sub four um, with travelling down to check on the build. So we end up just for context. Holmview is in a it's a south side suburb of Brisbane. Near Benley, uh, near it's, Benley. It's, it's classed as being in the city of Logan. Mm. Yeah, right. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, I love the way she pulled that face when she said Logan. <laughs> I live in Logan. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Logan LGA is quite big. Yeah, let's yeah, be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and I get for it, those I of get you it. who aren't living in <laughs> Queensland, Queensland's, I suppose, our local government areas are probably the largest of all of Australia because we did an amalgamation activity yep. a few years ago. Yep. So Logan has quite a span from like some of the nice fringing suburbs of like your Daisy Hills and fringing right on the Brisbane City Council and region. And to Scenic yeah. Rim as well. Scenic yeah. Rim covers yeah. it. It touches well. the northern part of the Gold Coast. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's got it's got a good spread. There is, as is in every single LGA, there is some terrible spots and there are some amazing spots mm. and yeah. there's some spots in between. Yeah. Uh, look, and I think Homeview was um, a named Homeview to make it appeal yeah. to people. Um, it, it's not one of the best spots. Unfortunately, um, there's an abattoir there. Uh, actually, our house is just behind. Case in point, why do increase the value? I'm just saying, I know, yeah, yeah. I know the area. And, and just so you know, yeah, our house is a street back from the abattoir. Oh, I bet that smells right. amazing. It's not so, good. yeah, no. Uh, look, every time we've been there, whilst you do smell when you go past the abattoir, you don't actually smell it at the house. So the, you know that part's yeah. okay. But um, when the wind blows a certain way, though, when yeah. you're living near yeah. there, like yeah, I yeah, used yeah, to, yeah. you can smell it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. So we, oh, yeah. we we sort of had all these flashy things, um, and we thought, you know, Southeast Queensland was on the rise. We'd been we'd been watching and monitoring, and um, and we, I I guess you were tricked into Southeast Queensland. Southeast Queensland is quite a large area, and there are parts of Southeast Queensland that did really well, like Forest Lake, and there's parts of Southeast Queensland that are not doing so well, like Homeview. Um, so uh, we ended up building a house there. We got tenants in. Um, and look, it looked after itself. It's it's not it, it's no no problem at all. Um, we didn't lose money on it at, at this point in time, but uh, it didn't really appreciate in value the way we expected. Yeah, it was it was the best way of describing is more of a stagnant property rather than something that's moving at the same rate as everything around yeah. it. Look, the rent kept going up. So in terms of incoming money. Uh, we haven't lost out there, but certainly in terms of when I compare that to our first property, you know, it, we had capital growth, which is exactly what we were after um, in our first property. We did and good rent return. That's right. Yeah, and if you can get both, that's the exactly that's the holy grail. Mm. So, um, so that's where we that's where we were with those, and um, yeah, we were. I guess then Kent did a third posting. No, well, not quite. We after our second posting up there, we moved back to Toowoomba, um, and uh, Kent was given an opportunity to go overseas to Afghanistan. So we had a big cash injection, and we knew that we needed to do something with this money. We we had a lot um, that we that we had sitting there. Um, and when he came home, he was then also unexpectedly posted, posted back to, to Darwin. Darwin. And uh, you guys Darwin. did that married, <laughs> yeah. We separated. did that married unaccompanied, yeah, yeah. because at the time um, we, we just always had a policy as well for both of us with our, um, with our work that we just don't say no. Um, it's just been a yes approach to it. Um, we always said we would never do married unaccompanied Um but I guess we got to that stage in our life where our middle daughter had finished high school. Um, in fact, she graduated um, the year that Kent was overseas. Uh, she was just starting uni. Our 
our youngest was about to start year 11. Um, we knew that the posting to Darwin that Kent was about to do was um, two year with potential for uh, a 12 month extension beyond that. Um, but the job was a really busy job. So we could go up there and he was going to be travelling interstate a, a week every... He was a woe one now, right? Uh, woe one now, yep. yep. Yeah, uh, he was going to be travelling a fair bit anyway. He was going... To, I, I guess technically he doesn't have to go to work any earlier than whatever the starting hours are and whatever the finishing hours are. But that's just not Kent. Yeah. Um, and you don't really report to anyone as a woe one. No. You just... Yeah. Go in and do your so, stuff. So now he was the Reggie ASM, so the Regiment ASM, wasn't Cor- he? Correct, yeah. At, at One Evan. Yes. So. Um, so he... So that's like top of the trade at the unit and arguably probably at the forefront of that capability for, for the brigade for, for maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think during his time there, there was also a second, there was a safety position that he was kind of double handling... Yep. You know, two jobs that he was. So he was doing a lot of hours. Um, so we did the married unaccompanied. He he was put into a well, we found a little apartment on the the waterfront up there. It's re- relative luxurious that he was, was in there, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, um, the the gas company had just started to shut down up there, so they'd had a lot of employees um, in these. Um, fully furnished apartments. Mm. So when we went to move Kent up there, there was this massive flood of fully kitted out apartments um, going really cheap for rent. Uh, So he was given an amount that he could spend um, and we found this beautiful two-bedroom overlooking Darwin Harbour right down on the waterfront. um, When I first met you, I believe you used to call it your getaway. Uh, Correct, that's my holiday house. Holiday holiday house, yes. Uh, yep. Thanks, Army. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it, it provided an opportunity. Look, you know, married on a company is hard. It's hard work. Um, I think without the foundation of communication um, that we have got, um, we just don't. Th- there's some things we, you know, I guess you can't say you don't do it, but like there are some things. But you know each other well enough now that there are some things that if the kids ask you or there's decisions to be made, there's there's things that I know that Kent's happy for me to make decisions about, the same as I'm happy for him to make decisions yeah. about. But then there's other things that, like, I'm just not happy to do that without having had that conversation. You know, uh, we might still arrive at the same decision, but... Um, but there's one way you're doing it together or there's one way you're doing it apart? Yeah, so. that's right, yeah. Um, so we we sort of went through that process um, and Kent had been watching, I think. Um, I was going to say, let's transition into how... This is what are we now, 2017, 18? It must be around then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ish. Um, so Probably 2018, I, I reckon, 18, by yeah, yeah, 18. Um, so Kent had been watching and I was visiting on my holiday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were going to, to a your holiday, holiday house. house. Yes. <laughs> over, over the Christmas break. And he probably said, he goes, hey, hun, I've been watching this property spruiking group on the internet. And you probably right. went, he oh, probably let's not just out. do that again. Yeah, so tell tell like, us about that. Yeah, so he was like, oh, no, we just, we just got to get on and have this meeting with them. Do you, you know, can we schedule it? And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> you know. I love now. hearing these stories. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, um, for our audience, like, we didn't know anything about like how a Homeville prep, Homeview property came to be or anything like that. So we're hearing about this for the first time. So I'm glad to see Tasha's reaction when she's telling us now, like, and then I had to speak to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me as the coach and Dan, you were my property specialist. Yeah. Well, actually, I, yep. think, I think we spoke to – no, I think we spoke to both of you um, was our first intro yeah, okay. one. Um, oh, together. Yeah, right. yeah, it was, it was done together. The dynamic duo the at days. that point in time. Yeah. Old days. Um, and I think Kent knew 
he probably needed to convince me. Um, and it's not that he... Not that he needed to convince me that we needed to buy something because we'd been talking about that for some time. And you had cash sitting there That's after right. the Afghan like needed, deployment. Yeah, yep. we needed to do something. Um, but it was just more uh, once burnt, you know, mm. we were a little, yeah. bit, little bit like, you know, a bit shy because once they sold us um, the property, the, the, the Homeview one, the I don't know whether it was the developer that sold it to us really quite honestly now when I look back at it, I don't know if it was the developer or who it was um, or an intermediary, but... That was it. Contract signed. See you later. Yep. Uh, yeah. Never so heard from him again. Never. Uh, so we. Wow. What a familiar story this is, though. Mm. How many yeah. times have we heard this? Mm. Um, yeah. It was very different with our first house because we went directly with a builder. So the builder was much more. It was a very small company, mm. much more personable. Um, not that there was the uh, like a build support or anything like that, but you know when we had the baby, we got some flowers sent. You know, they were a little bit more personal approach. Mm. The second house, no, there was none of that. Mm. Um, and we were churn and burn. Yeah, yeah, mm. it was mm. exactly churn and burn. Um, so I was just more concerned. Of course, you don't want to repeat we the mistakes. Yeah, the go past. into something yep. and be sitting there and going, mm, you know, when do they wipe their hands of us? And, you know, are they going to, you know, is this going to be where exactly mm. are you thinking that you want us to buy a house? Because, you know, and you guys were sort of talking uh, a bit around about South East Queensland. I go, right, yeah, so where exactly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we, we've done this, we've done this party trick mm. um, and <laughs> not everywhere in, uh, yeah, not everywhere in um, in South East Queensland is, is a winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Hey, yeah. If you would have said Logan at that point in time, what do you think our response would have been? Uh, I think, uh, well, I don't know. I think you guys probably would have gone mm. as well. <laughs> That's I, I think you received some feedback about that property at home, you? Uh, well, we actually looked at selling that. Um, yes, yeah. I remember. Um, Didn't we get a valuation done on something? And just to try and understand the position of it, because we, yeah. we don't like to speculate. We no, like no, to deal yeah. with real-time numbers. Let's just find out the numbers, yeah. Yeah, and so the property, I think, was pretty much had maybe gone up about ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars and we'd had it for maybe eight years at that stage. Wow. Um so it, it wasn't a big it it cash wise in terms of um, it was working record, but it, it was wasn't working. doing everything it's it, yeah, that's right. To. Um it was kind of working alongside of our first property. Um if you'd had that on its own as the the only property you had we would have been in a world of hurt. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because stuck the, in the mud. Yeah, mm. um, but because I guess the other property was working so well, you had a little bit more of an offset. Yeah, mm. so we. we so the, I think you would have had. A, sorry, but in, you probably had a little bit more belief then as well. You Absolutely. Went, when we get this right, we know it does work. We just don't know how to take the next step. So we need some coaching and mentoring. Yeah, and I guess once we'd had that sort of first conversation with you guys, um, I will say, like after the very first one, we got off, and I'm like. Who's this swearing head? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Dan? Or? No, I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably very timid there's, back there's in that two, two R's in Turner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did say to Ken, please tell me that all officers are not like that. <laughs> what yeah. That is true. All <laughs> officers are not like me. No, no. You're, you're a special breed, mate. <laughs> um, I was a little bit like, holy shit. <laughs> it would have been a relatively intense experience because Robbie's a relatively full-on person. Yeah, absolutely. And it was. You, like you really – I mean, it was good that you're passionate about it, but um, I guess because it wasn't that I didn't want to go into a new property, but because of what we'd had with that, first, mm. that second one, I was just a little bit hesitant in making sure that who we went with was going to be the right fit in yeah. and do the right thing by us and, and so forth. So um, we were a little bit – uh, hesitant about that. I'm not really sure how. I don't think we got to choose. 
um, as such, who our coach was. It, it ended up being Dan. Um, yeah, right. But I think we we sort of had a group conversation with both of you and then we had a second conversation when I'd come back to Toowoomba. So we were then having to tee up. Um, yeah, different timings. Different times because I was in Toowoomba, mm. Kent was in Darwin. and you Must have been the little transition because yeah. certainly you were starting to take on your own clients then and yeah. I guess we just – when we found out you guys did have a bit of experience oh, and you started Ramey, to have a bit of... Would have been the Ramey. And Martha. the Ramey the connection with yeah, Ken. I, I was that. like, yeah, sweet. You know, and yeah. Rest Dan, Dan just, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Dan just sort of took over the show. You know, that Dan would be the coach and we were like, yeah, yeah, cool. That's, you know... Where? And he swears less. <laughs> well, the swearing is less offensive. The swearing didn't. It, it's not that I'm opposed to the swearing, but it, I guess bit of a shock and awe treatment. Then. It is because in business, it, that's just not what you see generally. Do you not know really. what I mean? Yeah. And so, having been someone who's worked in finance and, and accounts and things, like, that's just not what you see in yeah. in um, outside of the <laughs> military work. Would have been very chalk and cheese compared to the flashy presentation you went to in Darwin that time. Oh, very much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that I'll, what won I'll you take over? that as a compliment. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it, it, um, clearly we built the business to really relate to the defence member, and then the spouse is sort of there. And I thought, you know, I thought, well, if Kent's away one in the army, he's been around long enough. Like, I don't think there's anything I could say that would offend him. No. So I, I know that him and I got on very well, yeah, and we yeah. do to this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, was, I guess that's another reason why Dan, you know, you and I are not the exact same person. We do have that bit of balance straight away. Yeah. And and it, it worked out really. Really well. Not again. Not that Kent wasn't opposed in the, in the first two houses, but I guess he just didn't really um, have the full finance sort of understanding of how things worked with our first two properties. And I don't know, you know, the presentation, the whatever, the way you guys put it all together. Um, to see Kent come out of it like right, I, I see now how this mm. all, you know, how this all keeps going. And then yeah, yeah. so we bought, we built mm. house three. Uh, with you guys. Um, and you would have been introduced to Jane. Let's bring Jane. her into the conversation. Yeah, Jane was out. She's Jane. sitting there very Jane. patiently for oh, half yeah. an I'm hour. I'm just in awe. I just love it. There's so many things that Tash is saying that's just like just got me amazed. Like I know you really well by now, but there's things I'm learning right now that I'm, oh. yeah, loving yeah. it. Well, good. Jane was our build support person um, and it, it was it was amazing. Um, just the whole process was amazing. Um, and, you know, Kent was pretty, pretty keen. Oh, look, we got a handover and... Really, a couple of weeks later, and Kent's like, "Right, let's do it again. Let's do it again." I, and I think Dan was the one who goes, uh, oh, "Let's just uh, let's, let's just, just check the numbers." Give me a break I, for a second. I remember afterwards we were like, "Let's just catch up for breakfast." Yeah. Um, over on the north side. So obviously, Kent and you were now like in the same location, which was very good, and we just caught up for breakfast. Yep. I was like, Kent was like, "All right, we're ready to go," and I'm like. Hey man, like this might not work <laughs> because like, because there w- there was a couple of things that happened during the finance process because I think uh, youngest was finishing off school at that point in time, yeah. so yeah. we just had to adjust some things to make sure the numbers worked at that point. Yeah, that's in time right. As well. um, and so, you know, financially we had enough money. I, I think um, the money that we'd had coming out of um, um, the Afghanistan deployment, we probably looking back at it we probably could have gone two houses at that stage um there was enough in the bank for that um and just with what we were saving and and one child out of you know we were back to having one child at home and um we sort of we kept that money going um so we really we had a great great money habits allowed you to be able to leverage straight into the next property straight into the next property um so we were ready to go um you know our our whole process um what won us over um, 
like whilst we, we loved all the presentations and working with you guys and the whole team, um, there was a thing that happened for us um, during our build um, that Jane mm. uh, helped us out with. Um, and it was a pretty major thing that happened. And at this point in time, um, so we were coming up to the finish of the build. Um, Kent was uh, still, still in, in Darwin. Darwin. Um, yep. We had our youngest graduating from um, school from, from year 12. Um, and we were trying to organise a double removal. So a removal from Darwin and a removal from Toowoomba down to Brisbane. And we had um, a really major um, and serious um, family event happened for yep. us yep. Um, that we won't get into. But... Um, I, j- I didn't even know what to do. Um, there were things that I, I had to sign. There was things that w- were coming mm. in that I just couldn't – at that point, I couldn't even think, um, like, that's how much how big it was for us. Because it's relatively busy at the end of the build. You've got your build, you've got your, your PCI stuff going on. You've got to get insurances in place, sign up the property manager to get the tenants in there. And I know there's a lot of synchronisation that mm. goes on. So it's like it happened at the worst time. Yeah, that, I guess that's yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Absolutely, the worst time. <laughs> yeah. And I rang – I think Jane rang for something. I think Kent actually rang me was in the end, end yeah. I, but I, I know yeah. I got a call and, like, I just – I don't think yep. I was even communicated, blah, 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 you know, yeah. blubbering my eyes out. Um, and Jane just said to me, just don't, don't do worry. anything, yeah. just leave it. Um, and we literally were just completely hands off. Mm. Um, and she said, I'm only going to send you stuff that I need you to sign. And just, you know, so that's what we did. Um, and it was after that and recovering from that and you guys came back and you checked checked up on us once we'd, we'd settled, you know, we, we caught up with Dan. Um, it was really important to us because that meant more um, in the way that the business handled that for us um, and it really showed to the character of the people we were dealing with um, and I guess that was, yeah, that was sort of a big a big telling, telling thing for us. I love it how you say that but to be fair, like, of course well, that's what we we're going to do. Of course, yeah, we're going to like do everything we possibly can, send some flowers, try and make you feel better. You just focus on resolving that and we've got everything else for you. Yeah. Like we've got your but, back. But I guess that might feel normal to you. Mm. Totally. Um, it does, yeah. Having worked in other businesses, that's not normal. No. Right? That's not a normal approach. Mm. You know, what they've got going on out there is not really, that's not the focus. You know, business is about making money. Um, it's not about dealing with that stuff. So, yeah, that really, that really hit home for us um, and obviously we had money um, we didn't go back to any of the others we didn't go back to that builder for a second property we didn't go back to those brokers for a second property mm. um, but we went back to Axon um, so we were ready to go again um, and I think we even I think the night of uh, we actually were given two properties to choose from um, yeah. in two locations we'd, we'd had all the conversations we'd spoken about a couple of locations yeah, yeah. and um, we'd actually had the conversation with Dave as well um, he'd presented the the properties to us um, we were like, sweet. These were <laughs> these were going to be your. This is going to be your fourth investment fourth property, investment, yeah. and this was like, COVID hitting time. Yeah, just yes. after COVID, um, and these ones we were out of southeast Queensland. We were yep. looking at New South Wales at yeah, this so point. Yeah, so we, we took right. you away from that fearful thing of oh, southeast Queensland again. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a pretty major change that then happened. I think you needed to jump in from a strategy perspective. Is that where you? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, so Kent got a an unexpected. Promotion. Um, so, well, I kind of, I don't know, let, it's a tier. tier, tier yeah, so he was going from um, tier A, ASM to tier B. Yeah. So, what that meant then was that he was moving across to Anogra. Um, so, our 
plan that we had discussed with Dan uh, was our posting here was for three years. Um, there was a particular posting that Kent was looking at potentially going down and doing for three years in Canberra. So we were sort of adding up, yeah, yeah, we've got five years and then at the end of five and years then we then might we'll be looking at, at for our own home. Yeah, yeah. so it's all good. Um, of course, this thing came along. Um, and all of a sudden we were no longer entitled to a Maricorda. Mm. Because we owned the little Forest Lake place, it was within uh, distance. And because we now technically had no children at home, oh. uh, two and, and a half bedrooms, a it was a suitable residence. I think residence. what's about 28 k's or something from Inogra, so it was inside a 30 k radius, give or take. painful drive from that location. Yeah. Oh. These conversations, though, that we were having at that point, you're like, I can do this, this or this, and I'm, like, freaking out internally for you. And she was, like, Tash was just so calm. She was like, oh, well, it is what it is. Like, what can we do? Yep. We just – you had to – Just had to work it out. Yeah, to and work it did. out. Yeah. We did. So and doc, Dr. Dan jumped in. Yeah. Like, actually, what do we think about doing this? Yeah, well, we end up – I think we had to sort of ring – because I think we were ready to make the decision on on mm. the fourth investment. We had to ring Dave back and go, uh, actually, can yeah. you just like, no, don't, let's put it on don't, let's, yeah. let's just go back and have a chat about the plan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this has happened. And of course, we, we were having to tread water a little bit because Kent had been advised that this was going to happen. But the posting order hadn't but been struck But the posting order had happened. So it's like a three or a four week gap it would have been between the two. Yeah, absolutely. So it was just, it was horrendous. Um, anyway, we... Terrible timing. <laughs> uh, we went looking for land. So yeah, absolutely. I remember, and this is this is a very big change for you guys because the other properties have been like, this is all about the dollars and the numbers and everything like that. I remember the, the distinct pivot where you're like, yeah, so we want a really big block of land, and we don't want it necessarily in an investment location. We want it away, and it's different. It's our lifestyle decision. It's yeah. now our yeah. lifestyle decision. Yeah, I remember going. Well, we need to flip this process on its head here, Tash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, change plan. <laughs> not, not that it's something we don't know how to do. Clearly, no, it's yeah, just yeah. it was a, as a as a major pivot in yeah. the in the yeah. direction. And, and we we were absolutely just literally went shopping then. Yep. And yep. we're like, all right, let's go and see what's available, and let's and go on the hunt. Yep. Weekend after Find weekend, going yeah. and finding and looking and and seeing and yeah, and then once we'd sort of decided on the block. Then, then the fun starts. Yeah, then it was like <laughs> um, display village after display village. Oh, you know, this is what I want. That was a, this is what I want. Yeah, you know. the design that I want. And this is no. the addition. Was a pretty custom build, was it? Or was uh, a modification of an existing uh, design? There's what? kind of a – yeah, there's a, a very yeah. – It's yeah, a bit of a both. Yeah. So yeah. we sort of blended a couple of things. There were some very strong tweaks that we needed to put in place. Beautiful. Yeah. There was a baseline house that we sort of yeah. templated ourselves mm-hmm. off, which was yeah. nice. Yeah, cool. There was some, some – quite distinct things based on on the block and yeah. the directions mm. and the facings and uh, of what we wanted and that's that's where we went. So yeah. we're property number four, um, but three of them are investment and three investment one and is you got our your own, own home. dream home. Yeah, yeah that's so good. <laughs> and tell, tell us how that, I mean, it's one of those things you've gone through the different approach with it being your own home compared to an investment property. But like how is the difference in emotion when you're getting to the completion of this forever home for you guys versus the completion of these investment properties? Oh, uh, look, uh, your own home just does not go fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, itching to get in there. Yeah, yeah. Like you just – you can see um, – and because it's in an area, and I'm sure, Robbie, you know, you're the same, we, we didn't even go near our third property at all. Like the first time we saw it, I think, was – It was at completion. It was at completion. The Terrence had moved in. Um you know, but because it's within driving distance, you know, we were out there every weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a massive block. We had to mow the lawn. You had mowed the lawn literally like tw- 24 hours after you settled on the block. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> you remember uh, seeing the posts on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're out there again. Oh, look at us. 
<laughs> Mowing our lawn, yeah. <laughs> this bit of dirt that we own. Yeah, yeah. Can't have and to, the slab goes down. Can't have to buy a ride on mower. <laughs> I bet you he hated buying that. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it just you, you, you out there, you, you're seeing the progress. And, and whilst the build support team do a great job of monitoring that for you in an investment property, because because you're not emotionally uh, attached or yep. emotionally um, in, invested in there, you don't really care. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like we didn't. You just want to know what's going on and everything's right. on track and that's yep. about it. Tick, tick. But now when you care, mm. emotionally care. Yeah. Yep. And it's really hard. Like we'd sort of say to Jane sometimes ring her up and please tell me if I'm if I'm being too picky, you know, tell us to pull our heads in. Um, but you go out and go, well, we noticed that the bench top is not the one that we thought that we were, you know, oh, isn't that? No, oh, it's just a mistake. Okay, yeah. well, do you want to know about that now or do you want to wait till we get, no, 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 tell us now. Yeah. But there's some things, you know, that they're like, yeah, like those things will get fixed up later. Yeah. Um, so this it's sort of working that fine. Like Jane was often, sorry, Jane. What, do you want to know or you do you always not want to apologise first, which I thought was really funny. Because you'd ring and be like, I'm really sorry, but... And I'm like, why are you apologising? Yeah. But it was, just, it was just knowing what things they want to know about. Yeah. And what things, you know, really just, you know, stopping picky um, and wait until, yeah, you know, there's, that, some, there's some corrections or, or you know, the the, the, yeah. the defect stuff is um, picked up. And that's yeah. the thing. Quite often things will happen in a build in a different order to what you might expect. Yeah. So you guys are out there and you're saying, oh, this has been done but this hasn't. So yeah. I guess having us sort of be able to tell you, yep, you're yeah. right, yep, not. Just, yeah. just having someone to, to bounce ideas Absolutely. off, really. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, many messages. It's the annoying ones again. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what, Uncle Kent, Nani Tash? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Auntie Jane, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, fantastic. So you guys are you guys are now in the, the forever home or you've newly moved in there? So yep. you're still unpacking the boxes? Uh, some boxes, yeah. We're some five, five weeks in. Yeah, so. How I'm are still you waiting enjoying for the housewarming. Yeah, that'll come. Be soon. How are you guys enjoying it? Now you're in your forever home. Oh, it's been a long time coming because you've been in the military. You've done the rent vesting thing for 20 plus years yep. where you've done it. Like, has it been worth the wait? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess um, in our mind, back when we bought our first property, we honestly thought whatever property we buy, we're going to have to sell all of those things up to be able to get into our own house. Wow. And and that's not how it's worked. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we we accessed Doe House. We were pretty lucky with COVID. We we accessed the the COVID um, payment. Home builder grant home as well. Home COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, we great. Lo- because we missed out on first home buy- uh, buyers because yep. we've got investment properties. So mm. we don't we, – Because don't. your investment properties had been be- bought before the critical marker yeah, in time. Yeah, yep. So, you know, without a doubt it, it's worth it. And um, we – we didn't think we would be where we're at um, when we started 22 years ago. <coughs> yeah. I'm talking to lots of clients at the moment. They're like, yep, um, you know, mid mid to late 20s, we think we want to go and settle over here. But I still want to do it another 20 years in the military. And I'm like, bro. Don't do it. I assure you, <laughs> the way you think about where you want to settle in your mid-20s is not the way you think about the way where you want to settle when you're in your mid-30s or when you're in your mid-40s, let alone when you're in your mid-50s and you want to do that. You guys hadn't even chosen the suburb, or correct me, had you chosen your suburb of where you wanted to live? Not and that even was, when they started looking at land. Yeah, no. yes, and, and now you're abs- like, and it, I guess so, please, you said like the weight is worth, the weight has been worth it. Please, ladies and gents, if you're a young guy or a young you know lady trying to visualise where your dream home is going to be one day, and you're like time. not 40 years old yet, you haven't found it. No. You haven't. You you think you might have found it, but I, the likelihood of you thinking the exact same way in twenty years' time is very low. Yeah. Look, we 
we thought um, that we'd probably be closer to the Sunshine Coast, in honesty. Like, we'd sort of, you know, we like that area. Um, but I guess the more that that's developed as well, you know, we didn't want just those, you know... You couldn't get your block yeah. where no, that no, is. No, you can't. No. We didn't want a boxed-in, you know, and house. And then you yeah. needed to be able to get back to Inogra as well. For that's Ken, right. And your work was still... Mm. Yeah, because absolutely. it got brought forward five to seven years. It yeah. kind of changed the goalposts a little bit from that perspective Absolutely. As well. So we initially mm. started looking out, I guess, um, is Sanford Way? Sanford yeah, Sanford Way? Valley. Mm. Yeah. Um, a beautiful and spot. Beautiful. Mm. Um, and very book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. very expensive <laughs> yeah yeah so some of the um some of the blocks that we looked at were perfect blocks and perfect locations How much? um uh, in excess of 750 for the, for the land for the only land. and the land size was smaller mm. than what we end up getting mm. um it was just an area that had been discovered already compared yeah. to i'd say the area that you're in is somewhat less discovered or less well-known for the tranquility for now. that you get out there. Yeah. Mm. So, it, it, you know, Dabra's um, very touristy um, in terms of people coming in, a bit of a, a bakery every there weekend. every weekend. Beautiful. The there, there are a few developments that have occurred there, but the developments are not the little shoebox houses. Mm. Um, you know, you're talking... Semi-rural? Yeah, Is semi-rural. Yeah. So you're talking uh, anywhere from sort of 1,200 up to around about 6,000 square metre Large blocks. lifestyle blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Terrible yes. for an investment property. Yes, There's correct. no way... I'd want to own one of them as an investment property. No, no, you, Imagine you being the tenant and the lawn mowing you have to do. Exactly. I've got another quick question for you. This is something that one of our other key messages. Imagine if you knew that wasn't your forever home, but you poured a whole lot of in, in, uh, emotional into it, like I know you have. Um, and even let's just say that Kent then gets another posting to Darwin, and you're like, all right, we're at that stage of life, babe. I can't live without you now, but we're going to come back to our forever home. Could you imagine leaving it and allowing someone else to live in it for, and turning it to an investment property and allowing someone else to live in it? Watch this on YouTube, by the way, because Tash started shaking her head. <laughs> Before I'd even finish like, asking the question. Halfway like through. The, the, the course term that I use, like the umbilical cord that you would have back to that property would be unbreakable. And I don't reckon – it's almost like you're tearing She's up even thinking about it. She's no. like, no one's ever going to fucking live in that house. Yeah, no one's ever going to live in that house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've, we've had that conversation. Um, there's a couple of things ha- that have occurred since then um, for Kent uh, in terms of postings. We kind of expected then that we just see the postings out here. Uh, there may be a bit of a twist to that. Um, yeah, we've interesting. Do- yeah, mm. we've done the married separated. Um, we've done that for two years. Uh, at the end of that time we went, right, Never doing that again. Never uh, say never. Yeah, never say never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so in, if if the circumstance arises, um, we've we are well aware that we won't. I, I will stay. Um, yeah. in the house because yeah. when we're not, not someone else, no one no one else is going in there. It, yeah. that's our house. That's yeah. a, that's your castle. Yeah, yeah. Think, uh, and good on you too. That's, I that's think great. the youngest feels that she might be able to look after the place for you. She did say that. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, youngest, if you're listening. <laughs> mum, mum loves you. <laughs> m- but mum, that was a, that was a that fuck was no a <laughs> from mum. <laughs> oh, Tash. Hey, I suppose one last question before we sort of close off here. Um, one of the distinct uh, values that you bring to this session today is that you've been the spouse of a very active military member with deployments, done the unaccompanied thing. Like, if you had to pass on a message to young Tash or someone like young Tash right at the beginning of their spouse's military career, like what what lessons would you pass on? Like what's some of the key things that you've learnt on the way that you'd like to pass on to the the, the past Tash? Yeah, I guess um, shit happens. Um, That's a good mm, one. I love that. You know, uh, and 
you can guarantee Murphy's Law that as soon as they go away, um, something will happen. And it, we, we talked about this. It's not that it, it only happens when they go away. It's just that when there's only one of you to try and deal yeah. with it, it just be, it, it, it feels bigger. Do you know compounds, what I mean? Compounds, yeah. Com- compounds, co- yeah. correct. Um, but I guess I'm actually pretty happy with how how we have approached um, Kent's career. Um, same as mine. I changed careers. I studied and changed careers to, to be employable. Yep. But we've always just said it was it was always yes. When it came to careers, it was always yes. Um, and you just, whilst it might throw a spanner in the works, um, you just, you deal with it. Do you know what I mean? It's given us so many opportunities. We've seen parts of Australia mm. um, locally for each of the locations that we've been in that we we would never have packed up and gone on a holiday across the Nullarbor if we weren't living in it. And met Adelaide. lifelong friends. That's right. We've got and friends, yep. that, yeah, for, from all, all across those, the country. Yep, yep. Uh, and, we, and we've loved it. Um, you know, being in Darwin, I, was tra- I trained in Darwin. The same thing. I got to go and do... Um, Practice placements overseas, teaching overseas. Mm. You know, it worked the same for both of us. Um, whilst we allowed Kent's career to be the primary career, um, we just never said no. Um, you know, I always guess, said yes and viewed yeah. it as an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and and yes, you know, yes. Even when you say yes, it's still okay to go. Oh, for fuck's sake! But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because we all do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, just look at it with an opportunity in t- instead of. Um, the- the military is a wonderful organisation that really, really looks after its people and certainly the, the, co- the conversations that we're no doubt having is um, for people that do want to say yes and people that want to keep drinking the military Kool-Aid, you know, for the right people, they'll, they'll will sort of look after you. Yep. You know, if people do want to buck the system and then think they can work it to their own advantage yeah. and that's when things sort of start to go pear-shaped. Yeah, so, I think that's it. You try and fight it, yep. you're just going to make life hard for yourself. Mm. So just don't don't fight it. Like, let it, let it happen um, and just... You know, organise around it. Let the wave wash over you and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Or if it's not for you, get out. Go do something yeah, well else. Well, that's, that's mm. it. Yeah, you've no? got a choice. Yeah. Because the organiser, there's no one bigger person than the organisation and the organisation will always come first regardless of, you know, how much whinging and bitching sort of goes on there. So, yeah, you've been a, you've got such a wonderful um, interview that we've just done now, a quick yep. little podcast with you. So um, I hope everyone draws a whole lot of inspiration. There's lots of little uh, nuggets of gold there you've passed on from a, a lifestyle, a resilience, a wealth creation, in a mindset perspective so it's been really interesting yep. to sort of listen to and I've loved, loved watching your <laughs> facial expression change she's like oh, I had no idea about that sort of stuff so oh, there's so much that I knew but so much I didn't and just hearing you your attitude about where the military's taken you and always saying yes like that's a life lesson for anybody whether you're in the military or not I think that's just such an amazing attribute to have for you to be able to do that your entire adult life really um, it's just yeah hat off to you it's amazing oh, thanks Brilliant. Thanks for joining us, Tash. Cheers, Tash. All right. See you later, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.